Welcome back to Fireside, a podcast from FS Investments. My name is Kara O'Halloran. I'm a director on our investment research team here. And we are continuing on with our 2022 year ahead content. Um, on today's episode, I'm excited to talk all things commercial real estate. Joining me is Andrew Kors, another director on the team um, who is here to talk about his top five big ideas for 2022. Andrew, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Kara. So, Andrew, in 30 seconds or less, catch me up. What happened to commercial real estate in 2021? Sure. So I, I, I think just like sort of the broader economy, uh, the commercial real estate market rebounded spectacularly in 2021 um, after a, a, obviously a, a, a significant downturn uh, during the COVID pandemic in 2020. Uh, we saw record transaction volumes in uh, 2021 for a full year. We saw a two-decade high in property price growth. Um, specifically, apartment and industrial sectors were the key drivers of uh, both of those areas of growth. So I think as we head into 2022, it's a really interesting starting point. And I think there's some really uh, interesting things uh, for us to go through today. Awesome. Let's get into it then. I want to start at the macro level. Um, inflation was clearly a very hot topic this year. We're recording this um, before the latest CPI is released, but we are expecting another strong print. Um, and this inflation topic naturally brings up the Fed. As of right now, markets are pricing in two to three rate hikes next year. Uh, I know this is something you're closely watching when it comes to commercial real estate. So talk to me about what you expect in 2022 when it comes to inflation and the Fed. Sure. So I, I think inflation, just like it has been in the second half of 2021, is going to uh, sort of be the top macro topic, especially to start the year. Um, and because of that, the discussion is underway sort of around, you know, how do investors protect their portfolios against the potential for sort of persistent, durable uh, inflation. And traditionally, we've, we've, we've certainly seen real estate thought of as an inflation hedge for a portfolio. Now, investors haven't necessarily needed that type of hedge um, in a long time. Um, but, you know, there's two sort of reasons that we, that we see real estate as a theoretical hedge first. Um, Landlords are, are, are generally able to raise rents as inflation rises, when operating costs rise, when cost of financing rise. Um, landlords are able to increase rents, which can offset those cost increases. And number two, as inflation goes up, the cost of constructing new buildings tends to go up, which disincentivizes new construction and increases the, uh, the, the value of existing structures. So that's sort of why we see real estate um, as a as an inflation hedge for a portfolio. Now, the numbers, uh, when we look back, certainly do support that. So over time, uh, we ran a regression. Fancy, I know. Um, <laughs> it's always great to talk about running regressions on podcasts. It's, it's, it's very simple Excel function. Um, so we ran a regression controlling for recessionary periods and for real GDP. And what we found is that for a given 1% increase in uh, CPI inflation, real estate returns tend to go up by 0.93%. So almost a one-for-one one hedge. So, you know, in theory, real estate is thought of as an inflation hedge, but the numbers actually back it up that um, that is, in fact, the case. Um, and from a qualitative perspective, when you think about the drivers of inflation next year, right, um, tenant demand for, for apartment buildings, uh, supply chain disruptions, those two areas really feed into the two biggest sectors that we've talked about in real estate this year, which are apartment and industrial, um, and should continue to sort of drive demand for those two sectors um, next year. Okay, so real estate expected to be a good inflation hedge next year. The data has shown us that. Um, 
the other big topic that we've been talking about is the Fed. As I said, two to three rate hikes priced in next year. Uh, we just we just spoke with our chief economist, Laura Rehm, and she's calling for two Fed rate hikes. Going to be clearly another big topic of discussion in 2022. How does this impact commercial real estate? Yeah, so, uh, you know, policy is sort of the, the other side of the inflation coin. The Fed's not just going to let inflation run hot without you know, trying to do something about it. Um, as you said, the market's pricing in two to three rate hikes right now. We're probably on the lower end there, but there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, I think the common misconception that, I, that uh, you know, I imagine Lara spoke to you about as well is that Fed rate hikes lead to higher long-term rates and that, and that higher long-term rates lead to uh, rising cap rates. Um, historically, that, that those relationships are fairly tenuous. Um, the, the stronger relationship there is really with real interest rates, right? So historically, when we've seen the Fed begin a tightening cycle, um, that has generally been when real interest rates tend to trough. Now, right now, we know real interest rates are deeply negative. They're somewhere around negative 1.2% uh, at the 10-year point. So I think going into next year, there is risk that the Fed begins a tightening cycle, um, that real interest rates could move higher. Now, even a 50 basis point move higher is fairly significant. Um, you know, we saw cap rates come down roughly 80 basis points in 2021, and that contributed to 15% price growth just from cap rate compression. If we were to see, uh, you know, cap rates just go flat, like we did uh, during the tightening cycle in the late 2010s, um, that could have a fairly significant impact on property price growth. And, you know, in fact, we do see um, in 2022, we, we do see NOI growth uh, or rent growth contributing much more meaningfully to overall price growth than um, than it did in 2021. Okay, so we've set up the macro story. Um, clear, there's a lot of uncertainty. We're going to closely be watching inflation in the Fed and its impacts on real estate as well as on the broader economy. Um, one of the big trends that we've talked about when it comes to real estate, and we've written about it as well, is this housing boom. I think you know everyone was talking about that, um, but also this massive migration towards lower cost cities. Um, and that has fed through now to the commercial real estate markets. So what are you seeing there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've talked about this previously with our housing note, uh, shameless plug. Uh, you know, there is this, this broad migration toward cheaper, less dense cities. Uh, we see it in, you know, the labor force statistics uh, for different metro areas. We see it in, in surveys. Um, you know, this is is clearly a trend that was accelerated by COVID. It was you know, in place before COVID, but it's really been accelerated. Um, and and this sort of migration driven by this housing boom um, has fed through to the CRE market as well. So we've seen 18% uh, property price growth year over year in what we call non-major metros uh, versus just 10% in major metros. Um, so, you know, this is a fairly significant outperformance. So it does call into question, can this continue? Um, our view is that it can. Uh, you know, when you look at the drivers that have driven this this sort of outperformance of secondary cities, um, people having flexibility to work from uh, where they want to, uh, people want more space, um, or buying second homes, businesses are diversifying their their real estate footprint. All of these things are still in place. So when we look at next year, we you know we really don't see a reason why non-major metros can't continue this outperformance. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the the pandemic behaviors are becoming pretty sticky. Um, so talk to me about the office. Uh, obviously, a massive part of the commercial real estate discourse over the past two years. Um, you know, we just talked about people have moved. Um, they can work remotely, but I also imagine eventually offices are going to start to move as well. So what are you watching there? 
Yeah, and this sort of dovetails nicely from the last point. Um, I think 2022 is really going to be the year that the office sector begins to settle into its new normal. I think 2021 was sort of helter-skelter. Are people going to come back to the office? Are they not? Is there going to be a new COVID variant? I think we've gotten to the point where um, companies and employees have realized that we're probably never going back to the pre-COVID normal, um, and we're probably going to go into, into a new normal. Um, you know, work from home is not going away. Um, you know, if, if we look at, for example, a Gallup survey of white-collar workers, more than two-thirds of them are still working from home, working from home at least some of the time. Now, less and less are working exclusively from home, and more and more are working part-time uh, from home and part-time in the office. Um, but the trend remains that that uh, work from home, at least as an option for workers, is not going away. Um, now, what does this mean? It means you know changing demand for office. Um, employees want to be more flexible. Um, and, and employers need to adapt their space to that. Um, it also means that the supply side has had to adapt. Uh, office construction spending is 30% below pre-COVID trend right now. Um, so you're going to see you know, less spending on office construction as, as this trend continues to develop. So um, I think 2022 is really going to be um, you know, investors and employers navigating this new world and deciding you know, how to react to employees' new uh, demands for their position. All right, Andrew, I gave you 30 seconds when we started to talk about how we got here in 2021. Um, and I'll give you another 30 seconds now, 2022, kind of put a bow on it. Yeah, sure. So 2021 was a really strong year. I, I think we're, we're, in, we're in a new expansion and I think 2022 is going to be another really strong year. Um, the economic backdrop is really solid. You do have the risk that rates could come up, which could pressure cap rates and valuations. Um, in that case, you know, we could look for hedges in, you know, sh shorter term, lower duration, um, CRE, CLOs, or, you know, floating rate loans, um, for example. Um, but in general, the real estate market looks really strong. Uh, rates are still low historically. Uh, again, the economy is strong. We're, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, a furthering of the reopen trade. Um, so I think, you know, 2022 is going to follow 2021. It's just a really strong year. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for hopping on. Um, you have published a chart book, your five big ideas for 2022. Uh, it is available along with all of the rest of our 2022 year ahead content on fsinvestments.com. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Kara. This podcast is brought to you by FS Investments. If you found this helpful, subscribe to get new episodes as soon as they're available. 